This is Truth Talks. Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. We are in our uh, permanent location, finally. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're set up and uh, we're good to go. It feels good to come into the podcast and just sit down and uh, hit the power button. Uh, it's, it's really good. With me today uh, in his office is uh, Pastor Matt White. How you doing today, sir? I am blessed to be with you, buddy, and have a home. Yes, finally, a home to... Uh, Truth Talks landed. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, this is uh, this is very uh, a very good um, time to do this because I'm in his office, and I would almost imagine that there is a lot of marriage counseling that happens in this office wherever he is uh whether his office is here or in the other place that it was uh but that's what we're going to uh be discussing today well uh i'm gonna be asking a lot of questions and he's going to be giving a lot of answers um it's a it's a it's the reason why this is an important uh, topic is one uh i would almost imagine that about half of the people that listen to us are married yeah. and the other half are married to the other person. So <laughs> it makes sense. Right. So, um, so with this being the, uh, the kind of the topic, um, if you could just take us one through, uh, the purpose uh, of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh I think that will kind of, that'll probably take the whole time for this podcast at least, but, um, just going through the purpose of marriage, um, the uh the setup of marriage like you know who's involved what's involved in that mm-hmm. um and then also the roles of uh the 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 husband and then the wife mm-hmm. um i kind of gave you a little bit of extra cuz that's what he was going to kind of go through but yeah go ahead so as far as like marriage what what would be the purpose of of marriage yeah so a great question um definitely number of podcasts no doubt in these answers oh yeah there's a lot there but um yeah, the purpose of marriage is multifaceted for sure, um, starting with the surface, right? What's at the top would be, you know, uh, companionship. Uh, we see that clearly in Genesis uh, chapter 2. So mm-hmm. it, when you want to really understand marriage, you go back to Genesis because that's where it all begins. That's where God uh, shows us the first marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to understand from the beginning that man did not create marriage. Man did not design marriage. This is not an invention of man. Man would never come up with marriage, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, outside of even his whole thought process. He would never come up with a, a, uh, a covenant commitment like that. He would be freewheeling. He would choose and go <laughs> and do. And that's what we even see that in Scripture, right? Yeah. And, uh so um, this is totally of the Lord, and it's a blessing from the Lord. It's a gift from God. It's a, it's a grace of God. There's, uh, everything about it is good and right when done according to God's design. And why it's pivotal to understand that God is the designer of marriage is because if he designed something, then one, he has authority over it, mm-hmm. and two, he has uh, um, the wisdom to direct on how it should go, mm-hmm. right? So so many people... Uh, we'll read a book on marriage. They'll go see their uh, counselor, their their psychiatrist, or their psychologist, or whoever. They shrink on what they should do in marriage rather than going to the one who created it. Right? Yeah. And uh, so God is the He is always the one that has the final say and the ultimate say on what marriage should be and do. So we go to Him, and to really start understanding marriage, you have to go back to Genesis chapter 
one and two. Mm-hmm. That's really where um, it's all laid out. It's crystal clear. What's helpful, too, about that is you see that how foundational marriage is in God's plan, mm-hmm. right? So he creates everything. On the sixth day, he creates the pinnacle of creation, which is man, Adam, and uh, it doesn't take too long before we see that uh, God declares himself that man, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. And God says in Genesis chapter 2, I will make a helper suitable, fit for him. Key word there, helper. Um, to kind of lining out again what you said a minute ago, and we'll get into this later, no doubt in another podcast, the roles. But mm-hmm. um, So God creates Adam to commune with God, to uh, serve God, to worship God, to uh, uh care for the garden, to guard and keep it, it says in Genesis 2.15, which is, again, those passages are so helpful because it gives the, essentially the purpose for man, mm-hmm. guard and keep, serve and protect, mm-hmm. and interesting, it's what those Hebrew words uh, mean, which is where we get, uh, you know, the whole idea of protection and uh, authority, and even um, uh, when you think of police officers, they serve and protect, right, mm-hmm. which is a which is a good thing mm-hmm. and a blessing. And you see that even with God, when he creates Adam, he puts him in the garden to serve and protect, to guard and keep it, to keep it, to till it, to protect it, to watch over it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam was given sovereignty by way of over the garden. He was to care for it. He was to rule it. It was under his domain. He was to uh, um, uh, take God's rule and spread it out. And so God gave him that authority to do that. And uh, as Adam named all the animals, God didn't name them, which is interesting. God created them, but mm-hmm. he gives Adam the authority to name them. And the text says whatever Adam named it, that's the name uh, God gave to it. And it was in that process that Adam came to himself and realized, hey, I don't, everybody has a pair. Everybody has a right. mate. Right. I, don't, I don't have one, mm-hmm. right? And that's when God says, ah, he's, he's waking up. He's seeing mm-hmm. and God speaking no doubt Trinitarian there among the, the Godhead said, it's not good for man to be alone. I shall make a helper mm-hmm. suitable for him. And so God puts him to sleep, pulls the rib out, which is interesting. Adam was made from dirt um, pretty clearly. Uh, God breathed the breath of life into him. Um, nefesh is the Hebrew word there, the spirit of God. That's where the life comes from, which mm-hmm. is it's a, that's a whole other podcast and how important that is that God breathes life into us and he's the creator of life and you see that so clearly depicted there but then for woman he doesn't use dirt he uses a rib from man Mm -hmm. and uh, i think men need to be reminded of that uh men and women are different on many levels yeah and we are we are but dirt but uh (laughs) she's made of something far far more worth than dirt right right? right. you know and so there's something to something to be said about that right and uh it's but, of course, Adam wakes up from the divine surgery, and it is it is a sweet moment if you're reading the text. And you can imagine, right, he wakes up, he goes to sleep alone, and he's with the animals and he's with God, but he doesn't have his companion there by way of the, the uh, you know, the opposite sex. And, and he wakes up and is just, like, floored. Mm-hmm. Whoa, who is this? Right. Right? And he looks at her. She's bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Mm-hmm. She's like me, yeah. right? Because he's looking at these four-footed creatures, these mm-hmm. winged creatures. He's right. naming them, right? And he's like, there's nobody like me. They got feathers. You know, right. I've got skin. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's they got fur and they swim, they fly. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, um, it's a blessing, and he's blown away as as he should be at her uh, beauty and uh, the blessing of creation and God creating her for him. And and it's a beautiful love story, and it's a beautiful picture of uh, of the beginning of marriage. And God brings them together, and the divine union declares emphatically that this is the way it's supposed to be. A man shall leave his father and mother, which again is interesting. There is no father and mother at that time, earthly-wise. There's mm-hmm. just Adam and Eve and, and God. So what do, we, what do we gain from that? God is establishing right from the beginning, this is a pattern that will go for all eternity mm-hmm. in the sense of all time on earth, right? Because right? marriage is not in heaven. And so God is saying this is, a, this is a divine pattern. And so how it will work is man will leave and cleave. He will leave his, his, his home life with his parents, and he will cleave, stick like glue to his wife. The two will become one flesh, unbreakable in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, declaring the importance of marriage, the permanence of marriage. So all of that is just, a, just an introduction showing the divine design, that mm-hmm. God, he had his hand in everything, mm-hmm. in the making of the two, cup, of the two persons, in the bringing them together and making them one person and in de- in defining what their roles would be the whole thing from start to finish it wasn't by accident it wasn't just like you know adam woke up one day and said hey i'm lonely you know make me a woman mm-hmm. you know it was, he didn't have that wisdom no he didn't he yeah. didn't know and mm-hmm. god god did the whole thing and that was the point right it was all part of his plan because marriage is so important and when you go back to genesis you see marriage was there before the church Marriage was there before Israel. Mm-hmm. Marriage is there before uh, the Abrahamic covenant, the Noahic covenant. Before all of that mm-hmm. is God working in and through the family right. and starting with marriage. And before the family, mm-hmm. this is key. Before the family, there's marriage, right? Marriage in God's eyes by way of the earthly relationship is preeminent. Mm-hmm. Earthly, horizontal relationship, not vertical God's relationship, man's relationship with God is preeminent above all. But earthly relationship, horizontal, marriage comes before even children. And even in the order of God's design, you see that. It's Adam and Eve before Cain and Abel even come. Mm -hmm. And it must always remain that to where the husband and wife relationship is primary. It's most important. It's the, the love relationship that flows to children must first be born out of the husband and wife first. Mm-hmm. And it must always stay that way. Children will come and go by way they'll grow up and, and leave the home and get married most likely. But the husband and wife will stay till death. Mm. And so that reality, again, God designs that way, that it would be permanent and preeminent above all else other than God himself. And so... Before you even get into purpose and design or purpose and role and specifics, you got to just step back and see God working and realize, yeah, he's the creator of this, this whole marvelous gift we call marriage. And what that should do is humble us. Mm-hmm. It should uh, um, drive us to seek his wisdom mm-hmm. in marriage and ultimately listen to what he says as it pertains to the husband's role, the wife's role, and the ultimate design of marriage. Because if we do, it's heaven on earth. Mm. And in, as you'll see in a minute, that's the whole point of marriage, is to point us to heaven. It's to point us to our relationship with him. And it's supposed to be a, a, a microcosm of that mm-hmm. on earth. And it should be 
heaven on earth on many ways. Sadly, for far too many people, it's hell on earth, right? Mm -hmm. And that's reality, and that's not God's design. And the only reason it is that is because they're not following God's design, Hmm. and they're following man's ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of an overview of marriage. If you look at it from... Genesis uh, chapter 1 and 2. Now, getting into your specific question about uh, the purpose, Mm -hmm. yes, there's companionship. We see that. We just talked about it. Genesis 1, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. I will make a helper, a companion to be with him, Mm -hmm. someone to walk with him and and provide that, right? Mm -hmm. And so you see that right from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You see the reality of procreation. What does he say in Genesis 2 after the man and the woman are brought together, right? Be, uh, fruitful. Be, be fruitful and multiply. So mm-hmm. you see the reality of procreation. That's where the whole family base comes out of. Um, you see the reality of, of productivity and serving God, right? Mm-hmm. The whole idea of man leading and the wife helping so that he's a better leader, that the two are better than one, where they can serve together in uh, serving the Lord and get more done. And, uh, of course, that was a huge part of why God designed marriage where there would be a, 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 a heightened sense of, of efficiency and effectiveness in serving him, because that's the whole point of what we're to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, you see that. Um, I think you said uh, a few, well, more than a few, uh, a, a bunch of podcasts back, you, we were talking about uh, women uh, as far as preachers are concerned, and you kind of laid out this same thing. Yep. Um, but your point, um, which... It really, you know, it shines through now is that it's not for it to be a thing of, um, uh, you know, putting women down. Never. It is a is is very straightforward point of, you know, there's roles. Yeah, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We'll get there, and, okay. and we'll make that really clear as we must. Um, but the purpose you have, uh, yeah. So you've got procreation. You've got. Uh, productivity, you've got partnership, mm-hmm. uh, you've got the reality of uh, purity, the whole idea of the purification of God's saints, of God's people. Most people don't realize this, but marriage is one of God's uh, uh, wonderful tools in sanctification. As God brings... You got you to open that one up. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so uh, God's design for his people is that they would be holy. Mm-hmm. Like he's holy, right? Mm-hmm. He says that multiple times throughout the scriptures. First Peter one fifteen and sixteen: Be holy as I am holy. Mm-hmm. The whole point of salvation in in its most uh, specific uh, reasoning is to make us holy. We're not holy. We're sinful to the core. We can't be with God. He he wants us to be with him because that's what's best for us, right? Is to be with him, our Creator, and he loves, and so therefore he's going to make a way. The way is through Jesus Christ, and the whole point of that is if we're going to be with him, commune with him, fellowship with him, we have to be holy. Well, we're given holiness through Christ's righteousness. That's positional holiness, but we also need to be made holy. That's called sanctification, progressive holiness. Mm -hmm. Marriage is a massive tool in the hand, the sovereign hand of God, to shape and mold his servants to be like Christ. Mm. And it, it's a huge part of marriage. And this is something that most people don't know. They, don't, uh, they haven't been taught, and they haven't embraced it. Uh, therefore, when problems come up in marriage, and they always do, anytime you put two sinners together, you're going to have friction eventually, and you're going to have issues because they're sinners. Mm-hmm. But by God's grace, through his spirit, by his word, 
those two sinners are going to be sanctified in that process, mm-hmm. especially as they're living together, life on life, having to deal with each other's sin, having to repent regularly, having to pray with one another, pray for one another, having to work through the scriptures together, having to raise more sinners called children <laughs> together. I mean, it's just a right. massive yeah. conduit mm-hmm. of divine holiness by which God takes our pitiful prideful hearts and just keeps breaking them down mm-hmm. i've always said to single young adults one of the greatest days in your life when you get married will come quickly when you realize how sinful you are mm-hmm. and it never fails if it's a godly couple it doesn't take very long after the honeymoon after the stars <laughs> are over and the fireworks have started to dwindle mm-hmm. they wake up and they realize i never knew i was this sinful yeah. i've had that conversation myriads of times mm-hmm. of course i had it myself after I was married almost 25 years ago now. Mm-hmm. And it's so true because you think you're doing really good as a single person and you may you may be doing good by way of your growing in holiness, but there's something that happens when you have to begin to sacrifice yourself for someone else and they get to watch you selfishly live for yourself, which we all do, mm-hmm. and uh, you realize really quickly how sinful you are. And it's good to see that. And it's good to work that out. Yeah. That's called sanctification. Yeah. And then what's so beautiful about that is just about the time you think you have it when you're in marriage and you're like, okay, we're getting this. We're, we're like t- a well-oiled machine. You know, she's doing what she needs to do. I'm doing what I need to do. Oh, man, this is good. And then you have children. And that's the next level of sanctification. Yeah, definitely. And it just, and that's the joy of the Lord in how He grows us. Mm-hmm. He will not leave us where He finds us. Mm-hmm. He will keep bringing us closer to Christ, as He said, as He promised, as Jude said, He will bring us to Himself, holy and blameless, without reproach. And that's what He's going to do. And He's going to use every avenue to do it. And one of the greatest tools is the family, marriage, and the family. And the church. And so, uh, yeah, so sanctification is a big purpose um, in marriage. And uh, most people um, uh, most people lose sight of that. And the scripture speaks of that. You can even see it in Ephesians 5 where he talks about, you know, what the husband is to do with the wife and washing her with the water of the word that she might be purified and blameless and all of it. It's all speaking of, of, of Christ, what he does with the church and what the husband should do with his wife. And as they work together and he... He shepherds her, and she grows under under his leadership. I mean, that's a huge sanctifying calling for the husband, but ultimately for the marriage relationship. It's huge, massive. So, uh, I mean, I could go on oh, yeah. with with um, with uh, the uh, purposes, but really, I haven't even got to the primary purpose. Those are all secondary purposes. Really? Those are all subsets. Those are all things that are non-negotiable, can't miss it, obvious to everyone, Mm -hmm. but the one that's the ultimate purpose, the underlining uh, primary reason for marriage ultimately is that marriage would serve as a gospel placard for the world, that marriage would serve as as a continual exaltation to God uh, as it pictures the beauty of Christ's love for his church and the church's undying love for Christ. Hmm. And um, again, you don't know this when you're reading Genesis 1 and 2, and this is the marvelous thing about the methodical, uh, steadfast, slow but sure way God works. So you see all of what I just 
said a minute ago about the design of marriage, you can pretty much, you can find that in Genesis 1 and 2. But you can't find this reality about about God and designing marriage to be this placard of Christ in the church until you get to Ephesians 5. And that's why Ephesians 5 calls it a mystery. Mm-hmm. It wasn't known then, but now it's being revealed. It was mm-hmm. hidden. And now God is letting it out and saying, for all eternity, I designed marriage for this reason, that it might be a display for all to see of the beauty of Christ and the church the ultimate wedding, because mm-hmm. see, Christ and his church is a marriage, mm-hmm. and Christ is the groom, the church is the bride, and we will be married. Again, think about everything that I just described, companionship, productivity, effectiveness, sanctification, uh, procreate, all these things you can even see in the picture of Christ and the church, Yeah, right? You can see that, because what is Christ doing with his church now? He's sanctifying, getting her ready mm-hmm. for the wedding, right? And the church, what is it doing, right? It's doing all those things. It's it's because of Christ it's more productive, right? Mm-hmm. It, because of Christ it can be productive. Mm-hmm. And it's procreation, not physically, but spiritually. The church is evangelizing, and, and the church is spreading the gospel. And mm-hmm. So you can see all of those things, spiritually speaking, in that union. But ultimately, marriage is to be this massive picture, this neon sign, if you will, this nonstop podcast, if you like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. of the beauty of Christ and who he is in his undying love and the, the sweet sacrificial service and ultimately submission of the church to Christ. So in the marriage, then, what Paul does in Ephesians 5, he says that, and then he says, husband, you're to be the picture of Christ, which is impossible Mm-hmm. daunting, humbling, and fearful, right? Mm-hmm. That you have to picture Christ. Mm-hmm. So he says, you're to be that, wife, you're to be the church. And you come together, and you make this beautiful picture. And again, the gospel is all about what? You heard it even on Sunday, being union, one with Christ, closeness. Mm-hmm. What is marriage supposed to picture? That closeness, mm-hmm. that union, one. The two become one. That's all salvation is. The two Christ and the believing individual become one. Right. And you start to see how marriage is the illustration, the, the, the greatest illustration that God has for the gospel is the marriage. That is why he hates divorce, because divorce has nothing to do with the gospel. Hmm. There is no such thing as divorce. He de- there, there is no such thing as a true believer being rejected by God. And, and there is no such thing as a true believer rejecting God. Mm. It doesn't. So now you start to see, and it all makes sense. So the primary purpose is that marriage would exalt God's amazing design and Christ's amazing love and the church's amazing sub- submission. That's really the ultimate purpose. Okay, so first of all, <laughs> that I've never heard it explained that way, Well, which... Uh, for me is is very refreshing the other the other side to it is that now I have a ton of questions I'm sure you do <laughs> uh just uh in in certain areas it's like okay okay wait 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 let me what what's the answer to this question because that's that's so it's it's kind of like i'm 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 on this like okay well all right now that I'm trying to wrap my head around this concept okay now let's start fleshing out pieces yeah and uh 
that's kind of why I like this podcast. Because one, let me let me be very frank with everybody that's listening. Uh, the reason why we're doing marriage is because I need it. <laughs> that's that's the real reason why we're doing a little. Uh, everybody a needs it. Everybody needs it. Yeah, I, I understand that. If you knew how many people were in this office, you'd know everybody. <laughs> needs it. <laughs> but I need this, you know, a, a, a whole lot, and uh, this is good. We're we're actually going to uh, uh, come back and talk about this, but uh, just so you know, and we do it every podcast. Uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the the amazing gospel of Jesus Christ is this. One God is holy uh, and an amazing planner is what we're learning as well. Amen. But his uh, plan for us was uh, for us not to uh, perish in our sin. But Jesus was the propitiation for his uh, his righteous anger towards us because of our sin, because we are not. Uh, holy we are very sinful and with that being the case we have a choice we can either accept god's amazing plan for salvation uh, or we can reject it and uh, the rejection would be uh, us getting what we deserve which is death and hell Uh, this is a truth talks podcast Uh, i don't have to think about the fact that you're not going to come back because you're going to come back for this one we're going to talk more about this i appreciate you all please subscribe to the podcast as well take care Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.